Welcome to the Gerber Kawasaki live stream special Tesla event brought to you live here from Gerber Kawasaki with my uh, partner here, uh, Brett Siffling, who will be uh, helping out today again. Um, I wanted to help answer your questions with regard to what to do with your Tesla stock. We've had an enormous rally. We had a secondary offering today. We were just getting a ton of inbound uh, emails and messages about uh, should I buy Tesla? Should I sell Tesla? What should I do with my options? Um, is this a good time? Um, and so I wanted to you know, reach out and try to help people uh, make smarter decisions about what they're doing with their finances and their financial plan and where Tesla fits in in that. And then your any specific stock questions or questions about the secondary offering, gigafactories, anything to do with Tesla. I know you guys don't want to talk Tesla. So, uh, you know, I, I'm probably me and a handful of people are probably, the, you know, a group of people who know the most about Tesla and have the most access to understanding the different components of, of Tesla. So I want to get into questions today. First, I want to just give you our very uh, famous disclaimer. Um, you know, please uh, use your brain. Investments involves tons of risk. You should be working with a fiduciary advisor like us, Gerber Kawasaki. We have no minimums, so you have no excuse for not reaching out, calling, emailing us. We're happy to help you, but please understand that all investments have risk. Past performance is not indicative of future results, um, and any decision you make is your own responsibility with regard to your trading. So do not assume that any discussion that we're having today will, you know, you should just take as your recommendation. If you wish to get a specific recommendation, please reach out to us. We're here to help, but anything you do is your own responsibility. So with that, why don't we get into some questions? Today uh, was an exciting day for Tesla. They raised over $2 billion. I said in, in 39 seconds, um, they, they used Goldman and, and Morgan Stanley, which I, I thought was ironic because these are the two firms that downgraded Tesla when it was at the low, um, saying it was a sell. And now, uh, you know, boy, you know, now they can't wait to fall over themselves to raise money for Elon uh, and help Tesla. And, and the stocks responded very strongly, despite with most secondary offerings, the dilution causes to decline in the stock. And uh, pre-market, the stock was down 7%. Um, but I think by the time, you know, analysts read my tweets and realized the positive uh, nature of the ability to raise money and what the extra $2 billion will look like on their balance sheet and helping them, you know, further their long-term growth, um, the market has now uh, perceived this as a positive development. And the stock was up about 40 points when I came into the meeting. So I want to... Uh, get into your questions. We got yeah, questions. One was like um, one said that he mentioned that they didn't really need capital recently, a couple weeks ago. Right. And later they raised capital. So right. I think that's a pretty easy explanation here. Yeah. Well, I, I think one thing you have to understand about Silicon Valley is you know you can't take everything on the surface. What he said is we don't really need capital, which was true. But I think when you're looking at your stock that's doubled since the last time when he said that, it, it was really a prudent decision for them to raise capital. And it was really a, a very minimal amount of dilution. Yeah. You know, I think the overall dilution to the company was not even 2%. So, you know, whenever, so it's just prudent. And, and I have to, you know, tell you, you know, Elon is going to do what's best for Tesla. And, and he might say something one day, but things change. And, and the next day he might do something else. And that's just the way it is if you're a Tesla investor. So so I, I, I think they don't need the capital, but I think what they're doing is accelerating the speed of the deployment of this capital and their growth and also being smart raising capital now. Because remember, when they raised capital last time, it was like the next day the market got hammered. It was like, I forgot what had happened. Um, but it was like last year when they did the convertible, which we bought and has made is more than doubled our money on. Um, 
it was like the next day, I think it was literally the next day, yeah. there was some event in the market that put a lot of pressure on the stock market. And it was like, boy, thank God they raised yesterday versus today. So you got to strike when the iron's hot, and that's what Elon did, and I think it's smart. Yeah, it's the environment. It's You might as well take the cash while you, while you can get it. Um, what about uh, Shanghai's uh, going into lockdown tomorrow, or what do you think about the whole China? Yeah, see, deal? this is the, the part where I'm scared for Tesla, you know, as well as the entire global economy, which is one of the reasons we've lowered our allocation to stocks by a few percentage points over the last couple of weeks, is that coronavirus is way worse than what people are saying. Now, I'm not saying there's going to be like tons of people dying this. I'm saying economically speaking, right now, the supply chain in China is shut down. The consumers in China are shut down. So they've tried to get the Tesla factory up. They're trying to deliver cars in China. Um, super hard time to be doing business in China. You know, my wife uh, orders uh, her, her uh, company's uh, stuff from China. And the factories there are, are basically closed till the 24th of February. And, uh, and we expect... Um, more disruption because of this problem and, and it's across the board whether you're Nike or anybody else. Yeah, and they, they revised the numbers today um, and increased them, right? And so we still think that, you know, they may be covering up the true amount of cases. Come on, that are okay, like, okay, so anybody who believes a number the Chinese government gives you is like literally clueless, okay? The purpose of communism is to do what's best for the state. So the numbers that they release and the way they've, they're attacking this, it's the state, it's the people versus the virus. So it does China absolutely no good. Like there is no truth in communism. Truth doesn't work in communism. And that's how communist leaders have led since Lenin wrote the book, okay? <laughs> so, you know, I've been reading a lot about it. And so whatever you're hearing from China, if it's coming from China, is not true. What we're hearing on the ground in China is it's real bad. And you've got an entire population just holed up in their homes and people are scared to go out. You're talking about a very germ phobic society as it is. I mean, people are scared to go out totally. and it is going to be a huge economic implication. And we're just not even sure. Not one analyst has have, have downgraded earnings for any company yet. We've seen like very little economic adjustment yet to this new reality because everybody thinks oh it'll get cured and and they'll be back shopping on wednesday and it's just not going to be the case so yeah. we've got a major slowdown in the global economy coming and it's going to affect tesla and on the flip side of that you have china and the fed just kind of pumping liquidity into the markets too trying to keep yeah them up. and we're going to see a lot more of that a um, lot of money printing. do you think that tesla will ever license their battery tech no um, do we see a split in the near future? It's an interesting <laughs> one. You know, I, I think Tesla should split the stock. And, and <laughs> exactly, I, 840. I, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a big believer in stock splits. When I grew up, stocks used to split because it was like a sign of success. And, and you know, what good is it, a, you know, $700 or $800 stock when we want to buy stocks at $30, $40, $50? It just makes more sense. Um, this trend kind of started, I think Warren Buffett started with Berkshire Hathaway and then like, you know, Google and Amazon and they got in this contest of yeah. Apple, oh, we're going to let our, and then Apple did a split, you know, and, and, and so, you know, I think for Tesla, because the stocks shot up so much, they don't know where that equilibrium is well, yet. That, and like in the last five, seven years, like fractional share investing has also become more, yeah, more of sucks. a thing. So it like sucks. people can actually buy partial shares. Yeah, but you're like getting ripped off on those. Well, you know? So Robinhood's just stealing your money. <laughs> if you're buying fractional shares, trust me, you're getting a horrible deal. It, it, it doesn't seem like a lot, but when you do it by a lot of trades, it's, it's a bad deal. So we'd like to see a stock split, but very few companies are doing it nowadays. 
am I getting a full-time offer? I work here. <laughs> uh, what do we think about Giga Texas? Giga Texas, that's where the $2 billion's going. So that's what I think is happening. Um, this is based off no actual information other than my own thoughts. I think this capital raise was for Giga Texas. I think they're going to have an announcement soon. Uh, if they're going to get the uh, semi and the... Um, and the cyber truck, I mean, obviously they want to get the cyber truck into production as soon as possible yeah. with the demand as high as it is. Um, so in my mind, with the $2 billion, they, they probably already had financing pretty thought out for Germany. And, and so now they got this $2 billion and they can just start Giga Texas. And because they were able to see what they did in China so successfully, like I think we can build a factory twice as long as it takes to build in China. So let's say two years. So they have to start construction of Giga Berlin and Giga Texas, I hope. Um, about, uh, another the, theory that term. I saw some people talking about, we're building a second factory actually in China as like a vote of confidence for showing the people there that they, <laughs> that they believe in them. No, that, that would be a cannabis-induced idea. <laughs> All right. So uh, would you guess that the Tesla's earnings report is going to be before or after battery day? Well, Battery Day is April 4th, they're saying now. And by the way, we are going to have an awesome party. I'm working on April 5th because I'm not going out to Buffalo, New York for a battery presentation. That's for sure. Um, and I don't know how many Tesla people are really going to go out for that. I'm certainly going to watch it. But we're planning our party on uh, April 5th as of now. Um, and we're going to put up a page and we want to get the, the best – Hundred Tesla influencers. <laughs> it's gonna together. be a lot of fun. It's gonna be amazing, um, and, and it's this house in Malibu I've got for parties, and, and it's actually my other music business is based out of there. Um, we're gonna have performances from all all these great young acts. It's gonna be a super super fun afternoon. Um, so uh, earnings uh, at the end of March they release the numbers for deliveries. So that will happen probably about that time. Uh, April 4th, 5th, no, well, that's the weekend. So it'll probably happen April 2nd, let's say, uh, or 3rd. And then earnings will come probably at the end of April. Um, do we have any thoughts on powertrain day or the battery day? I, I mean, I think it's this is a crucial part of the equation yeah. for Tesla. And, and I think what we're really going to learn is that they're creating the most incredible batteries ever made. I think they have breakthroughs in technology that they're going to talk about. Um, a million mile battery on a car. I mean, yeah. this is could be amazing. Yeah, and it's definitely been seen as, as a catalyst for the stock at one point. Do you think that if they did come out with some amazing battery tech that was way better than what's in the current models, that it would like cannibalize that at all? No, I don't think it's about cannibalization because they're going to have to scale it. So they've got to. So what I think Tesla's doing is building a vertically integrated battery technology factory so that they're not relying on everybody else for cells. So if they develop their own cells, they can vertically integrate, make the whole battery pack on their own. They don't need Panasonic. And I think that, you know, right now the demand is so high, they'll probably have multiple suppliers of cells. Sure. So it won't just be them dumping everybody. But, but I think um, batteries haven't really improved in technology much in the last 30 years, you know, and um, I think these are the kind of breakthroughs that make Tesla so interesting. And I think they're, they're doing it. Uh, do you think that he's crazy enough to build two factories at the same time? Yeah. Two new ones? Yeah, I think he is. <laughs> I, think, I think they've mastered the model. You know, Fremont, if you've ever been to Fremont, it's one of the weirdest factories you'll ever see because not only do they, they make the actual battery packs in not, you know, they make it in, in Reno 
and then they put it on a truck for four hours and they drive it to Tesla. Every day, there's a truck driving a thousand batteries to Tesla, okay? And then Fremont takes these battery packs and then they build the car and then they assemble the car and then even in that process, they even drew this out in the earnings release. Like they got to drive stuff around. So when you're at Tesla, you have to you have to kind of go in this like golf cart from each section of the process, and it's totally inefficient. And so when they when they built Fremont and when they built you know the first Teslas, it it was kind of efficient. And Fremont's just kind of the the least efficient, most expensive place you could build a car. So <laughs> so they. Right. So, so they figured this out. And, um, and so with China, what they showed is that if we have China, Chinese people doing this, boy, construction in a year, we're up and running. Permits are easy. Workers work, you know, 24 hours, um, seven days a week or six days a week in China, you know, boom. And, uh, and so I think they, they know they can repeat this in Germany and they can repeat it somewhere else. And the building makes sense. It's one long building. Everything works in a certain order. I, I, I think they can build these two, no problem. And this guy, JT, pointed out that that uh, second factory in China actually was our friends over at ARC's idea. Or should have tweeted it out. Well, you know, I, my friends at ARC, who I love, uh, uh, they have their, their thoughts, which are, are certainly theirs and, and I have mine about and they're Q1 both deliveries or an interesting question was are you playing any of like the battery metal suppliers kind of like people play like the Apple suppliers well you know I so I I, I, I want to look at this cattle company yeah, C-A-T-L, that's what, that's what or whatever I, C-A-T-L. yeah you know I I think they do well out of this Tesla deal it's a Chinese company and 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 I don't know it, so I can't really yeah, speak on it. I've got to like track it down and look at it. Um, I don't think the money is in playing per se the battery makers because it's almost like a commodity. I think the money is in playing Tesla, um, but I'm I'm looking down the, the the pike and saying where where can money be made with this explosion of EVs over the next five years, um, and you know I I still think. The purest, easiest way is just to own Tesla. Yeah. What about any like Model S or X update? Because when I was talking to Ayol, who's yeah. one of the other partners at the firm here, and he was like, if they don't come out with a refresh in the next you know year or so, like he might switch from his S to like an X or something um, along those lines. Yeah, I you know we've had that from a lot of people who say, oh, I want a new body, oh, I want this or yeah. that on the Model S, and and I would love a coupe, but <laughs> um, but there's two things. One, Tesla wasn't created to make luxury cars. Okay. Teslas use luxury cars to finance to b- the ability okay. to build a mass-produced vehicle. The Model X 3 and the Model Y will sell 100 times more than S and X over time. And, you know, that is Tesla's mission is to, to make sustainable transport, you know. So what I think Elon should do and is probably working on is how do I make the car better? They're going to make this plaid mode. It's going to be the fastest car on the road, the Model S. I think they put some time and money into the interior, maybe make the interior like more plush, more Mercedes-like, or you could say. Um, But I don't see a big body redesign, mostly because I think the body looks good. So you take a risk by redesigning it because people might not like it as much. And really, if it's just going to be a four-door, I I think it makes more sense for Tesla to, to make a Roadster so people like me can get a roadster so <laughs> i want a roadster 
Okay, and then all the MLS people who don't want to drive Model S anymore can buck up 250 <laughs> grand and buy a Roadster, and and that's what I think is next. Uh, he'll be like, look, if you want a new body type, it's 250,000, and I'm in. I'm in, Elon. Make me my Roadster. I can't um, wait. Someone said, you know, we always talk about this kind of main risk of like Elon, where it's like dying a plane accident right. or something. Right. What about the Solar City case? If he, and like he loses it, would he be forced to step down at all? Would he <laughs> that at all? Elon doesn't lose cases. I don't know <laughs> if you noticed that. Um, Elon can charm a jury like no other, right? Um, what would be the case? Like, oh, I bailed out my brother-in-law to buy a solar company for $2 billion, which is now like the centerpiece of Tesla's solar initiative. So you're saying that I broke some law or rule. I, I think they're ramping Buffalo now, and I'm really happy. I, I didn't like the Solar City deal at the time, but I'm really happy Tesla's in solar. And I think what Tesla's done is really smart with Solar City, and they shut down all the BS parts of Solar City. And, and, and you know, I'm glad Tesla's in solar now, and I think solar is going to be one of the fastest growing businesses over the next five years. How many houses in America have solar today, and how many should have solar? So to me, it's like 0%, you know, and, and how many should, you could probably put solar on like 50 to 60% of the houses in America. So if we did that, right, that would be 50 million homes with solar, boy. You Do you know. think that there is an impact for the solar roof in 2020? Not financially, but I think that starts to come in in 21. Okay. Uh... I don't know the economics. You guys are funny on these questions. Right, right. There's just some funny ones. I want to hear funny ones too. <laughs> like, is it you Mark know, Spiegel it's, it's, broke yet? Mark Spiegel. You, you want to talk about Mark Spiegel? More? Okay, Mark Spiegel was never not broke. So it's not like he went from rich to poor. You know, he, he's like living in his, his grandma's house with his dog trading on his, on his toilet. You know, so, so I wish Mark luck. I'm sorry, Mark, that you lost all your money, but you could have listened to me. Um, more questions about the refresh, solar power, Giga Nevada, if it'll ever get finished. Uh, Come on, uh, thoughts on Giga Buffalo? Um, all the FUD talks are just BS or any truth to it. Um, this know, is the year of power and solar, save the planet. Totally agree with that. Yeah, I agree. So one of the things I've noticed about young people, and I'm lucky enough to hang out with a lot of young, motivated people, and... I, I, I love the new generation, not millennials. I'm talking about the 21-year-olds, the 22-year-olds. You guys, you. I mean, this guy. Yeah, I'm 24. Okay. <laughs> 24. God, you're getting old right under my eyes. Yeah. Look, he's all grown up. Um, no, seriously, I, I, I can't believe how uh, intelligent and, and, and conscious this younger generation is because they will be most affected by climate and it, it, you can look at this Greta Thornburg girl whatever it's everybody gets this that's why Tesla's going up because young people are buying the stock because they get it okay old people don't care you're 70 year old Donald Trump you just want your oil buddies to make money you're gonna be dead buried and gone when climate change is a major issue and so I think the the most positive thing for Tesla moving forward is that climate change in general solar whatever this is the future and it is here and it is happening and it is profitable too yeah and we're playing it other ways other than just tesla too we oh for sure specific picks in the industry and weighted towards the sector that we, we i mean really solar's do like done it. amazing we own the etf tan solar uh, companies like enphase and and solar edge which makes inverters have gone through the roof um i i i 
see this is just obvious trend I, you know, over the next couple of years. So I think Buffalo. So if you look at any tech company in America, you can find SEC things going on. You can find lawsuits going on. You can find all kinds of stuff because there's so many lawyers per human in America that they need work. And so they sue and they and people complain and then NTS NHTB or whatever the, the car crashing come people they got to look at every car crash and this and that like somebody was saying that Tesla uh, cars are dangerous I, I, I saw some fud bull crap on that and literally yesterday I was driving on autopilot and I like and 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 I looked down for one second. And a car swerved into my lane. And, and my Tesla swerved away from the car and braked on its own. And, and as this was happening, I like, I, I like, because I just glanced for a second at the radio. And then I looked up and I, and I didn't, I, it was on autopilot. I didn't even have a chance to, to grab the wheel. And it swerved and, and it literally swerved, didn't leave the lane though, and then slowed down. Pretty impressive. And I was like, wow. Like, that's probably the first time that the Tesla actually saved me from an accident that I didn't actually see. This is the uh, an amazing vehicle. Like, don't be confused. So, so when you read the FUD, like, Tesla isn't perfect. Okay, let's be real. Okay. It's a developing technology with any developing technology. Totally. And, and, and there's a lot of business practices that if you get into weeds with a lot of companies, you could argue, oh, this is bull crap or this or that. Um, but the truth of the matter is um, Tesla is creating an amazing set of products that are, are changing the world. Uh, as like an energy company and once they you know, get this ramp out of the way, do you ever think that they'll start paying a more uh, traditional dividend? No. No? I, I think it'll be a long time. <laughs> he just likes reinvesting back into the business too much, kind of like Bezos. Well, the goal is big. <laughs> the goal is really big. Yeah. So it's like, you know, like we pay a dividend at my firm because – you know, we have excess capital and, and, and I don't want to be like Tim Cook just sitting on excess capital. Um, and, and so we, we pay out if we have excess capital um, and people go, why don't you spend it for growth? And I said, well, what should I spend it on? You know, so we, we spend most of our money hiring people, new people and training them and investing a lot in new advisors. Uh, and that's helped us grow really fast. We're probably one of the fastest growing firms in the country, if not the um, from organic growth. And um, and I think that's the challenge all businesses have is what's that ratio of capital invested to return. Now, Tesla's a very capital intensive business, so they're going to use capital for a long time to come. Um, thoughts about Ford being a competitor? Not sure. <laughs> well, my, my, my feelings about the other car companies, Volkswagen, Ford, GM, um, I mean, they make crap cars. I, I don't think there's any other way to, to do it. They're almost like disposable. You know, they'll like make a car that'll last four years. They, they need service because that's where the, the dealers make their money. Every car I've owned, the minute the warranty ends, everything breaks. What about this Tesla recall that they had out yesterday? Yeah, it's a couple no screws really in it. Well, it's, it's 15,000 cars okay. that are five years old, and it's a couple screws in the steering wheel. Gotcha. It's minor stuff, um, and it's very common. Uh, but I think, you know, when you think about, uh, once again, the future and you say what is Volkswagen Ford or GM doing that is going to make a dent in the future and I can't think of anything you know 
Um, do you think that Model Y will have a new battery cell or the new battery cell? We don't really know. I, I think they're already making Model Y and they're probably using the 2170 cells. Um, someone else said, at which market cap do you think Tesla will go to pay dividends? We don't. I don't think Tesla's a dividend um, stock for at least a, a decade. Multiple people are also agreeing that their Model S saved the day by saying that, you know, they were on a slippery road and it got... Um, it helped them. Oh, dude. It was I like mean, in a snowstorm. Totally. And, and when you have limited visibility, it's great. Um, I sometimes will drive on autopilot, even though I'm kind of still driving, because it's almost like a second set of eyes. You know, so like if it's dark out and I'm coming home from a concert or something, it's like, you know, it's nice to have the autopilot or fog. Um, but And we do but, so much driving here in LA. So oh, <laughs> most of the driving's very low speed, so <laughs> autopilot's just like a necessity. But I think the biggest. FUD stuff that I read is about how dangerous autopilot is and all this kind of stuff. And let me tell you, it, it is not what's dangerous are all the other drivers on the road. Okay. So the biggest risk in LA are what I like to call Prius drivers. <laughs> Prius drivers, I despise. Sorry if you're a Prius driver, but you stink at driving. And the more Priuses we get off the road and the more Teslas we get on the road, the less deaths. For sure. For sure. <laughs> um, Kill the Prius. Blow them up. Hate them. Have you ever heard of Tega Motors in Canada? No. They said that they build EV snowmobiles. And could be that sounds awesome, ATV. though. That sounds awesome. Love my dirt bikes and ATVs. Would love an electric one. Yeah, they're making uh, electric motorcycles. Look at Harley. You know, if Harley didn't have this, you know, secular decline of people driving motorcycles. They're making some great electric motorcycles. Uh, why is Electrify America price gouging? Thoughts? Uh, why not? Because it's Electrify America. It's Volkswagen, isn't it? That's why I got to be on the Tesla supercharger network. Do we know the FCA carbon credit payout schedule? No, we uh, don't. And, and that's not known. You know, like there's a lot of money flowing to Tesla from these payments and, and the carbon credits, credits and, and, yeah. and, you know, it's a hundred some million a quarter they, they get off that, but you can't yeah. really quantify it. Someone uh, confirmed your fact that Priuses are bad drivers. A Prius actually hit three pedestrians yesterday in San Francisco. Oh, I mean, come on. <laughs> in San Francisco, that's easy. You know, I mean, there's so much stuff going on in the streets in San Francisco. It's, you know. They're talking about making Market Street no cars, which I think is a great idea. Someone said Ford and Amazon pushing delivery vans before the Rivian uh, can actually ramp any of their models. Yeah, yeah, this whole investment from Amazon, you know, so so Bezos is really jealous of Elon Musk for a lot of reasons. And Bezos is in a period of time in his life where he needs to prove to everybody. He's partying in Hollywood right now. He's well, a... <laughs> no, who's partying in Hollywood is his real estate agents yeah, are partying it. in Hollywood. Um, he's just the sucker. Home. I mean, if David Geffen's giving up his lifelong home, yeah, the Warner you know, home. I know. Good it's like whole golf he, he, Geffen made a hundred million. You know, Geffen is a smart man. You know. <laughs> But uh, Elon Musk is about twice as smart as, as, as uh, Jeff Bezos, especially when it comes to engineering, space, and all the things Bezos wishes he was smart in. And, um, you know, so I think he's trying to fund Rivian and trying to fund these competitors um, for Amazon for good reason, but I don't think they're going to be successful scaling anytime soon. Um, do we think that Ford's going into the abyss? I think that's a solid Ford has been us. in the abyss for 40 years, yeah. and it's just been bailed out over and over again. Um, they took down the weight of the Model Y off the website. Could there be any weight saving? <laughs> yeah, it, it lost some weight. It was moving so fast. 
it was working out too much. Yeah, or maybe that's um, not purpose. I don't know. How is SpaceX affecting Tesla growth, if it is at all? Is there going to be a Cybertruck on Mars? I think SpaceX helps Tesla. I think there's this part of it that people don't know or talk about where SpaceX technology oftentimes is incorporated into Tesla. Yeah. And there's a lot of little things like the, the metal used in the Cybertruck is actually designed for spaceships. Um, this is a huge competitive advantage for Tesla, the relationship with SpaceX, because the technologies they're working on there, they're not always complementary, but certainly can be. Um, boy, here's an interesting one. So I've heard a bunch of people talking about Google potentially buying them out at like you know twelve hundred or fifteen hundred dollars. Well, share. Google already messed up not buying them out last yeah. year. So I don't know. It seems like it'd be a little expensive for their taste. Well, go Google. So Google, you know, Elon's friends with Larry and yeah. Sergey. So. So they, I think it's Larry who's good friends with. I'm not yeah, sure. Um, and they like, you know, hang out together and all this kind of stuff. And what I think, and that's why Google is so integrated in actually the screen. I, I think that Google tends to want to do everything themselves. And so they have Waymo, and they've spent like tens of billions on Waymo. So it would be a complete admission of failure for them to buy Tesla or try to buy Tesla. Um, Tesla is a $150 billion company now. So an acquisition would have to come at $200 billion. And Google's, let's say, a trillion-dollar company. So that would be a huge – that's yeah, just too big of a bite. This was what I was hoping is Tesla is protected now from being taken <laughs> out by Mercedes or Toyota or, or Google. Tesla is the monster now. So this is awesome. Yeah, do you think that once Cybertruck actually is in production that they can actually gain profitability on it in that first year? No, I don't think you can build any car profitable in a year, but I think you can – you, you have that knowledge, so it's like you become cash flow positive on it really quickly. Seeing a lot of questions, guys, on um, what the actual capital raise is going to again. Uh, if you go it's to going, the if you read yeah. it, he's putting it in treasury bonds. And we already talked yeah. about a lot of this stuff, too. If you just want to, we're going to post this on like YouTube and everything as well, so you can go back and actually watch the beginning of the segment. Yeah, please subscribe to our answer. YouTube channel. Um, feel free to subscribe. Please like our, our page, uh, our videos. Uh, and join our Twitter. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we do try to help everybody with information. Um, we give it to it the best of our abilities. Um, I don't really hold back stuff, so I'm telling you, you know, everything <laughs> it is I know. what it is. <laughs> um, uh, what about the Starlink IPO? I think Starlink's interesting. I mean, it's been attempted sort of before, and I think Elon will be successful for it. I don't think there's a lot of money serving the internet needs of the poorest places on earth. So I don't think he's building Starlink per se solely from profit motive. So I tend to avoid those as investments um, because yeah, – Like a lot of other companies are trying to do this too, Google, Facebook. Yeah, I think there's a lot of value with that. But I think the value lies somewhere less for shareholders. Uh, would we buy it on an IPO? Starlink? Um, probably not because we don't buy IPOs typically. Um once again, if you can show me the economics of signing up people <laughs> in Congo for internet service, like my mom says, do she own enough Tesla to get into the big party? You absolutely do. Oh, your mom that. wants to come? <laughs> it's a Tesla 420 party. I don't know if parents are invited. My parents aren't. Sorry, mom. But hi, mom. Yeah. Um, Tesla, Berlin, blah, blah, blah. Uh, sell Amazon and buy a Tesla. 
We like Amazon. Sell too. Amazon. Yeah. No, you don't sell Amazon you to buy sell Tesla. You sell Ford to buy Tesla. You know, I could give you a lot of stocks you could sell to buy Tesla, but not Amazon. Uh, Although I, I'm announcing that Jeff Bezos is officially retired. He is no longer <laughs> running Amazon. If you have any confusion of that, I will take you up to the mountaintop he bought in Beverly Hills <laughs> with his wonderful entourage of people that he's now friends with. Um, you know, Bezos was a guy driving a minivan, coming home every day after work, building Amazon. And now he's the guy, you know. Sold a lot of books to get there. Yeah, he sold a lot of books. <laughs> I don't even want to say what, what Jeff Bezos is because he might, like, About, shut uh, off my, my purchasing. <laughs> is Fang going to be tanks in with Tesla? You know, I think we should make up a new thing. You know, like, if Trump has MAGA, we should have our own. Uh, <laughs> So I don't know if Apple should be in that list anymore. T-Fangs. So, well, I like Microsoft long-term. I like Tesla, obviously. Sell Facebook, buy Tesla. It's a great trade. I think video games should be in there, like a, like an Activision or something, you know? Yeah. Video game stocks have been doing, creeping back up. Oh, they've been doing well. Uh, would you buy Tesla at this level? Oh, that was the question. The it question took until years. almost the end of the show, because we're ending in two minutes, <laughs> to finally get the question that I've been waiting for. Should I buy Tesla at, what is it, $800? Uh, um, yeah. Should I buy Tesla at 800 and why is it really, really hard to do? So let's say you're a new client of mine, you come to me with a million dollars to invest cash, and you say, should I buy Tesla? What do we do as a firm? So our philosophy at our, as a, at our firm with these kind of stocks is it's super hard to time or guess where Tesla's gonna be in six months. Now I suspect that on the short term, there's you know Tesla's gonna hit some rocks with the coronavirus and, and Q1, and, and it's gonna be a tough quarter, but that being said, that presents another opportunity to buy. So what I would do if, if I'm a new client, and let's say I decide to put 5% of my assets in Tesla. So let's say it's $50,000 total. So what I would do is I would buy 10,000 of it tonight. Like I would just buy it at 800 because if you're not in the name and it runs to a thousand, you're going to go out and, you know, jump off the Eiffel Tower like you would so dumb. So you buy $10,000 and then you dollar cost average. Yeah. I, I mean, I use this all the time. You know, I've traded stocks forever. You know, we are real stock traders here. Unlike many other people in the world, uh, we actually trade stocks in all bulk. I think we had our biggest trade ever the other day in 3,300 accounts simultaneously, 240 million we traded in one trade as we rebalanced uh, many of our accounts um, through technology. So we're the biggest active manager for individuals out there. And so buying stocks is, is really hard and dollar cost averaging is a, just a great way to do it. So dollar cost averaging is you just buy chunks of it. And so if Tesla rises, your first purchase, is profitable and maybe you buy more higher and then maybe it drops and then you buy more lower but you can get your position in let's say over the next five to six months if your goal is where's Tesla going to be in five years then why does it matter getting in over five months and so if you if you're an investor in Tesla today you have to say to yourself I will not sell the stock you know let's say for five years so I understand that it's long term. So you got to think of it like private equity. You know, like if I'm buying in at $150 billion, well, hopefully it's going to be worth $300 billion. But that's not going to happen tomorrow. So if you think Tesla's going to go from 800 to 1600 in, in six months, I mean, 
if that happens, it'd be great, but that would also be the end of the mania, you know, like end of the bull market, sell everything and, and move to Hawaii. So, you know, so realistically, Tesla's overvalued. And if Tesla drops after Q1, now you have some some gas in the engine yeah. to, to buy more stock. And, and, I, and I think that's a prudent way to get into Tesla slowly, uh, dollar cost average. Um, I think if you're a better, you know, we We've recently worked with a few Tesla betters who have won big and helped them yeah. realize so like on the flip their side of that, What problem. if you have like a huge concentrated position? Totally, in which totally. Like like me. And so I sold some and, and I sold some for a very good reason is because I like to sleep at night. And when I find myself nervous that I made too much money too quickly and if I lose it, I'll be really pissed at myself, <laughs> I sell some because there's nothing wrong with it. You know, I've, I've, I've heard a lot of arguments of like, you shouldn't sell any. And I think those are the people who own like three shares. So if you're a small investor, and I'm not saying this in a negative way, if you're a small investor and you have 100% of your portfolio and you have three shares of Tesla, let's say, like you're not, you don't need to like trim and try to do all this yeah. because you know, your ultimate risk is $2,500. You're trying to grow your money. What you really need to be focused on is on a savings plan yeah. that you're saving into that account and buying Tesla or other stocks every month to build your plan. We can help you do that here at Kerber Kawasaki. So feel free to reach out to, to set up a systematic savings plan. If you're an investor with, like, say, $50,000 in assets and it's all in Tesla, I think even though that's not a large amount of money it is for a lot of people, I think that's still ignorant. Yeah. Like, I think you should take some of it out. If Tesla's half your portfolio and the other half is a bunch of good dividend-paying stocks, yeah, you could say, oh, Tesla could have gone to the moon and I would have made more money. But it could also, like, as you were saying, one of the risks that we have with Elon is he flies in a small plane every day, just like Kobe Bryant, every day. Now, you know, you can say, oh, the chances are low and whatever. Say that to Vanessa Bryant, you know. So I, I remember a guy named Frank Wells, and he was the CFO of Disney. He was supposed to become the president of Disney, and, and he worked under Eisner, and he died in a helicopter accident. You know, I'm a musician, so I'm actually a little bit superstitious about flying because, you know, I was a kid, a big Stevie Ray Vaughan fan. The day the music died, and, too. and when he died in a helicopter crash, um, that Clapton should have been on, and the day the music died, Richie Valens, Buddy Holly, all died in a plane crash. You know, so this is not Payne Stewart, one of my favorite golfers, wins the Ryder Cup, and you know dies in a in a small plane in a in a private jet. So private jets are pretty dangerous. Uh, Tesla has the worst secession plan of any hundred and fifty billion dollar company. That is my big call to Elon Musk and the Tesla. Uh, board is they need to develop a secession plan. They need to have the kind of plan in place because Elon does not live a normal lifestyle at all. And, you know, there's just a certain risk with that. You know, Warren Buffett, I mean, the biggest risk is he eats too much McDonald's. You know what I mean? So <laughs> um, that, that's a risk, and uh, that's why you have to have diversification. People are asking if uh, we just work with American clients. Uh, we no, can with no, we, we can well. work with international clients. I've been working on this and working on this. We're getting a ton of inquiries internationally. We totally want to do business with the rest of the world. So Schwab is one of our custodians. We've just recently realized that we can do international business through Schwab with a limited amount of countries, mm -hmm. and, and it's fairly random. Um, so feel free to reach out to us, and we'll see if we can work yeah. with you. And we're very close to working a deal with a very respected uh, Swiss bank institution so that we can offer 
uh, our services all throughout the world. So that's our goal at GKA actually right now is to have a global uh, investment business and that's what I'm working yeah, on. Yeah, and we'll sit down with you. We'll go over what you have already comprehensively. We talk a lot about your goals and like what actually you want to do with the money before we put together that plan um, and ultimately help you get there. Yeah. That's, that's the real goal is, is getting to your goals. Yeah, so I have to say if you're one of those gamblers who's made a bunch of money on Tesla and you're and look, you're, you're lucky, um, you know, please reach out to us. Let, let's get a risk level while things are good. That, that makes a lot of sense for you. I think Tesla's going to go to 5,000 over the next five years or 10 years or whatever, too. I don't look at the world that way, but, but, but boy, you know, I, I think it's a great company to own over the next decade. And, and I think the size should be appropriate for your risk tolerance. A couple quick ones. Canada, yes, we, I believe we can do business there. Yeah. Um, cost for using our services, um, just call us. I'll give you the Yeah, our cost typically amount. is like 1% uh, is our, and then it goes down based off how much money you have. Mm-hmm. If you have small amounts of money, our fees are a little bit higher. Um, like if you want to invest five or ten thousand um, dollars, but we're we work with everybody, so we, yeah. we'll come up with a fee structure you're comfortable. And we with. don't have minimums. Someone else was asking that. We do not have minimums. We believe in truly democratizing financial advice, and we're we're here to get you guys invested. Yeah, we're one of the few invest RIAs out there in the country that's willing to work with anybody of any age and not throw you into a robo advisor platform. So let me tell you. Um, if you're in a robo-advisor or a, a large index type portfolio, you own oil, you own chemicals, you own Ford and GM, you, you have 30% of your portfolio in what we consider horrible industries and you really need to reassess your investments. If you're a green person, if you believe in climate change, if you have values, you need to have a portfolio that reflects that. And that's one of the things here at Gerber Kawasaki. Not only do we work with anybody, we will totally sit down with you, build a financial plan, because we're about solving wealth inequality here. I hear all this bull crap all day long. Oh, 90% of the money is owned by 10% of the people. Well, those 10% of the people who own it were poor when they started. Okay, and they just bought stocks, and now they own all the stocks. And you're, oh, it's so unfair! It's not unfair at all. You just gotta buy some stocks. And, and, oh, I can't buy stocks. Yes, you can. Call us. We'll help you. Uh, this is how you build wealth. This is how I build wealth. I had five thousand dollars when I was twenty-three years old. I had five thousand dollars in the money market, and back then it paid like five or six percent. And 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 I started investing. Um, I had a couple shares of Apple and Disney and and. And at the time, IBM and Viacom, um, and 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 you know, it's grown into you know a, a huge portfolio, and and and, and I've built a big business this way too. But we want to help you. We want to create solutions for you. So give us a chance, and I, I think we'll we have a, a great opportunity to vastly improve your financial situation. Cool. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. I think it's lunchtime for us. JT says uh, he's got to go, so we'll end it on that. Note. Yeah. Sorry, you got to go, JT. We do too. <laughs> I'm getting hungry and I got to make sure uh, that before the market closes, I've done what I need to do today. Uh, but thank you for tuning in. Yeah. We appreciate all your time. Uh, we're here to help. We're trying to do this a little more uh, often. Um, I've got kind of tired of uh, uh, some of the information that's being put out there. So we wanted to, to have a show yeah. and answer questions and try to be helpful. So yeah. hopefully you like our show, uh, share it. Uh, feel free to subscribe to our YouTube channel again or like us on Twitter. Follow B. Siffling's Trade. This guy, he's he's 24 now. Um, you know, my God, he's going to be one of the best financial advisors of all time <laughs> by the time he's my age. Uh, I've got a whole crew of these young people of every language we speak, every color we are. 
Uh, we're here to help you. Um, that's why I'm here every day. I have enough money to retire, but I, 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 I do feel our firm's mission is to help people build a better future. So, so give us a chance. Have a, have a great day. Um, and, you know, uh, thank God for companies like Tesla. See you guys.